Oh, hallelujah. We rejoice in you, Father, this morning. We celebrate you, Father, this day. What a great honor and a privilege once again to be called among the living. Thank you, Father, for this honor that you have bestowed upon us this day to see the light of another day. It is a mystery that we will never be able to comprehend. That we are part of those that you have chosen to see another day. No wonder Solomon said, A living dog is better than a dead lion. Thank you, Lord, that today we are not just alive, but we are alive in you. What a great honor to understand the essence of life, to know the reason why we breathe. We appreciate you this morning. We come before you this morning once again, offering our hearts, offering our lives as you prepare us for your divine intention for this brand new day. We cannot fulfill prophecy outside time. Prophecy are made in eternity, but they are fulfilling time. Thank you, Father, for this great opportunity that we are part of the living, that we are awakened this morning, that we ro rose from our bed this morning and we're here gathered unto you. It's a mystery, oh God. And this is a mystery that we take for granted. We take for granted the, 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 the power to breathe in and to breathe out, to live a life. We thank you. We just once again remind ourselves of this great gift, the gift of life that you have given unto us. There is no wealth outside time, outside life. We can't enjoy the beauty of family without time, without life. Life and time are connected together. I cannot pray if I cannot breathe. <laughs> I can worship God if I am dead. <laughs> what a day. What a time. What a day. We appreciate you, Father, this morning to be alive in this hour to be part of the living and not part of the dead while we can say confidently that we're not better than those that are dead but we know one thing oh god is because of your divine plan and purpose that you kept us alive and for those who have died it's because you deem it fit it's time for them to come to the other side so death or life we fulfill your eternal counsel. We thank you once again that as long as we have this breath in us, we will continually bring glory and honor and praise to you. That with every ounce of breath that you've given unto us, we want to dedicate them to you this morning.
We have come to offer ourselves to you, Lord, as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable before you, for it is our reasonable service. Our service is to worship you. And in this context of service, oh God, everything that we do, oh God, must offer to you worship. Must offer to you glory. So regardless of how we slept and how we woke up this morning, as long as we have breath in us, we want to say thank you. You said in all things, give thanks for it is the will of God. <laughs> so we want to thank you for where we are. We want to thank you for our life. We want to thank you, Father, this day for our home, family. We want to thank you for our loved ones, husband, wives, children, uncles cousins nephews we want to thank you this morning yes lord for our friends for our neighbors we want to thank you oh god for our community we want to thank you for this nation thank you for our government we want to thank you this morning oh god for your church the ecclesia your body on earth we want to thank you oh god for your servants thank you for for, for the apostles for the prophets pastors teachers thank you father for the evangelists thank you father for everyone that you have called to be part of this movement called life we thank you we appreciate you we glorify you this morning we proclaim may your kingdom come yes may your will be done on earth on earth may your kingdom come may your will be done on earth your kingdom can only be manifest in the earth that is relevant to us so we offer to you our earth this morning. We offer to you our body and all that we represent. May it be this morning, oh God, an offering upon your altar, rising up as a smoke unto you, oh God, that you may take pleasure in all that we do, in all that we think, in all that we say. It's our good pleasure this morning that you find pleasure in us. We honor you, Father. Thank you, Spirit of the living God. Thank you, Father, for another day like this. We bless your name. Blessed be those who come in the name of the Lord, who represent your name in the earth. We thank you, Lord, for this. We appreciate you, Lord, for this. We do not take this for granted. The gift of life is not to be taken for granted. The gift of life is not to be taken for granted. It's a miracle. And so we thank you for this grace, for this gift, for this great privilege you've given unto us to be among the living. So we celebrate you this morning once again. We honor you once again this beautiful day. I offer to you my entire being. I offer to you my entire life. All that I am. All that I am, all that I will be, I offer, I lay it down this morning. Let it rise to you, God, as a smoke. Thank you, Father. What a privilege. Thank you, Lord. What a privilege that we can release this wisdom into the spiritual atmosphere. That henceforth, men will begin to see their life as a gift from you coming back to you. Thank you, Father. We bless you. We honor you. Hallelujah. 
Amen and amen. Well, I want to welcome everybody joining us this morning. Thank you for connecting. Thank you, man of God, uh, uh, Pastor Ray, for connecting with us. I also saw my brother Giwa for connecting this morning. Yeah, want to appreciate everybody that is connecting. Thank you for connecting. Uh, for those who are joining us, thank you. For those who will be listening on the radio, thank you so much. I really appreciate your connection. Thank you for listening. Please continue to allow that which the Spirit of God is saying to us on this on this platform amen to change to empower to build amen and to give you clarity and direction for that's the reason why we're here we're here amen just to allow to excuse me just to help people to have you know perspective and clarity and direction regarding what god is doing this is not just a prayer hub this is a hub where we pray based on the prophetic uh, uh, directions and directives of the spirit this is a this is a platform where we allow the spirit of god of course the spirit of god is a spirit of prophecy so we pray in accordance to the heart of God in accordance to the mind of God in accordance to the divine direction there's something the spirit of God is ever saying and we want to peep into that we want to understand what God is saying so that we can pray that like we've, we've always been saying that without prayer excuse me without prayer we cannot excuse me establish the will of god or right? our prayer gives us the strength gives us the insight gives us the foresight gives us the hindsight amen gives us the capacity if you will on how to live our life and of course to do that we need the power of prayer prayer is important prayer is part of that which allow us to constantly live in that reality where amen we are doing the bidding of god we are doing the will of god our desire is to do the will of God. Our desire is to pray down the counsel of God, to manifest the intentions of God. Amen. The ultimate of prayer is that his kingdom come. The ultimate of prayer is that his kingdom come and that his will be done. Amen. In the earth, the earth starts with your space, your life. The earth starts with who you are, where you are. Amen. That is where the earth starts from. You are the center point of the earth. So when the will of God is established in your life, your life gets to impact. Your life gets to impact your immediate world. Amen. Of course, your extended world. So this is how we pray. And we want to continue to or I, I believe God to grant us insight, to grant us grace and wisdom, knowledge and understanding and all that is required for us to be able to, you know, pray the heart of God, pray the mind of God. You know, this morning before, you know, coming, I, I was just, you know, thinking after, of course, my own personal morning devotion. And I was just thinking about the mystery of prayer. Prayer indeed is a mystery. It is a mystery. And for, for us to you know, really get to begin to understand what a mystery is. We have to have somebody that will help us, you know, see, you know, the, the intention or the, the, the objective of a mystery. In other words, they have to open our eyes. They have to remove the veil. Something has to be removed, all right? Something has to give way for us to see what a mystery is that which is behind. You don't see it. A mystery means not everybody have, you know, insight, has, you know, knowledge, understanding for that thing, all right? Something has to open for you to see what is behind, all right. If something is a mystery, it means you don't just get to know it. You've got to, the Bible says, it is the glory of God to conceal a matter. So, so prayer is something that is concealed. That's why you see too extreme in, in the place of prayer. You see everybody trying to pray and then you see those who are not praying. All right, Everybody trying to pray, they pray because they feel well, 
The Bible says pray. God says pray, so I must pray. But then we, we need to learn how to pray. We need to understand, amen, that the components, the, 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 the things that makes prayer effective, all right? Because prayer is not just speaking. Prayer is not just mumbling words. Prayer is not just, you know, verb, making some verbal, you know, words. No. Prayer, amen, is done from a dimension, from a position, all right, that must be well understood, all right? Prayer is sourced from a, from a state, from a reality, amen, that is well constructed upon the revelation of the ascended one. I mean, Jesus will leave the earth. What he gave to us is wait, pray, amen. When you pray, something is going to come. I'm going to send another one like me. So when you begin to understand, you know, the, 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 the power and the, and, the, and, the, and the wisdom behind prayer, I tell you, it, it positions you in that, in that realm where you become, you know, a, a man of the spirit, where you become, you know, a man, a woman of power, all right? Because indeed, the place of prayer is a place of power, is a place of the spirit, is a place of wisdom, is a place of counsel, is a place of revelation, is a place, amen, of, 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 of knowledge, is a place of revelation. Like I said, it, it, it's, it's, it's just a mystery. But, but this mystery can only be understood when we kind of take time to look back into the life of some of the people who, who understood, you know, uh, the, the, the power and the mystery of prayer. And we see how God, amen, really intervened in their life. I think that is something that we really need to begin to look into because the days before us, of course, the days that we live in and the days, amen, panning out before us are days that will require you and I, not just to pray, but to pray effectively. To pray effectively. And we've been looking at Elijah. This Bible says Elijah was a man just like us. In James 5, it said Elijah was a man just like us. So what made what made this so-called ordinary man became a, a, you know a supernatural human being? That he could pray, that he could knock amen, on the doors of heaven, and heaven listened to him to the point that the entire the entire nation was shut down for three and a half, three and a half years. What 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 kind of what kind of knowledge revelation that this does this man have carry to the point that his prayer was able to move heaven to move on behalf of the earth? I think those are mysteries that we want to we want to find we want to locate as we begin to see that amen, the strength of men are beginning to fill them that the kingdoms of this world amen are collapsing and they are becoming the kingdom of our god we want to be participate part, participators amen we don't just want to you know uh, 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 you know stand aloof and watch and see this thing happen before our eyes while we are not participating heaven has called us to participate we want to be amen key players we want to be key representatives amen of the move of god in the earth and of course that's the reason why we live for this purpose the son of man was manifest for this purpose we we are here today amen to be part of those that heaven is going to use amen to move things in the earth we have said whenever god wants to move whenever amen a prophetic season amen become become ripe whenever a prophetic season come to you know its epoch there is an people that must emerge in the earth that can connect amen to god's divine purpose god's divine agenda for that season and begin to birth them hallelujah as they change their posture to that of amen one who prays 
And this is something I feel that the Spirit of God really will have us look into. This is a day where the Lord is redefining, amen, how we engage the things of the Spirit. Of course, how we engage the things of the Spirit will define how we're going to engage, amen, the realities of life, how we engage the complex challenges of our day. If we're not people of the Spirit, we have no power to confront, amen, the issues of our time, the challenges of our day. We have no power <clears throat> to speak truth to powers, amen, without a people of the Spirit, without, amen, our spirit spiritual life without us being awakened without our spiritual you know wisdom knowledge and philosophy established in the revelation of the ascended one i tell you the things that are collapsing men will collapse us in our day so we have to we need to believe god amen to take us beyond the peripheries to take us beyond amen the the outer phrases amen the outer frames of what prayer is we must begin to amen invest into this spiritual reality we must begin to go deep the bible says for the deep calls to the deep it's time to begin to call into the deep things that has been invested in your spirit <clears throat> it's time to begin to understand hallelujah that you can literally change a generation via your power via your ability to pray that you can literally change amen the cost of a nation via your ability to pray that if you're a man amen that has favor with god that if you're one that has been called to have a Standing with God, ah, men should be afraid of you. <clears throat> there is no one that can boast, amen, in his or her position of authority without a backbone, amen, of prayer. If you don't have an altar, if you don't have a prayer altar, ah, you should be afraid. You should be afraid. You should be afraid. So we want to continually encourage our people, amen, to begin to pressing and 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 dig deeper and and seek to understand the mystery behind prayer now a couple of things just want to share with us this morning of course we've been looking at some scriptures but one or two things i'm going to quickly share with us i hope uh, hopefully this morning i won't i won't take long because i've got one or two other things that i just want to do but let's look at one or two things in the scripture let's look at one or two things in the scripture let me start with the scripture in isaiah Isaiah chapter 40, 28, and 29. Just want to highlight <clears throat> all right, the, 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 the mystery of the power, the wisdom, the authority behind prayer. All right? That when you begin to pray, something begins to happen beyond just expressing word, beyond the verbalizing of word, beyond amen, the, the religious you know, uh, uh, act, if you will, beyond just, you know, uh, 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 a ritual there is something behind the ritual there's something behind amen uh, 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 your, your communion and your communication and your interaction amen with the spirit and when you do that like i said when, when that is done in in the clarity amen of of divine intention when you do that with you know an understanding of 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 what god wants to see happen when you do that with you know an, an insight into amen what the father desire to birth in the earth i'm telling you you will move mountain no wonder jesus said if you will have faith faith like a, if you have faith like a monster seed you can say to this how do you say that ability to say must go fear must go fear all right the the the, the, the portal of <clears throat> excuse me the portal of prayer all right to be able to say to be able to speak to things you must have 
you must have a position you must have a standing they must have given you a voice it's not just expressing word no your voice amen is the authority that god has given to you of course via the revelation of of the word amen that you have in god that allow mountains to move all right to be able to say mountain move <clears throat> that word must have connected to another reality <clears throat> excuse me oh thank you father that word must have connected to another reality another realm around why you speak when you speak to things when you are speaking addressing things you've got to understand first you've addressed heaven even Nehemiah understood that he couldn't address the king amen, without addressing you know, heaven first. The Bible says, and the king asked him, so what would you have me do concerning this issue that you're telling me? The Bible says, and he prayed to God. <laughs> you see, this is how, this is how our, our, our connection with life is. Before you connect to man, you connect first to heaven. It's in connecting to heaven and all of these are done under nano nano time under nano time under split seconds nano time all right this is not something that you have to first of all go into a closet i'm saying that prayer amen is 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 is, is a connection it is a communion is is a divine you know life you share with god that in that position of life that allow you to see to know to to you know to receive certain divine keys what is called keys of the kingdom it's from that position that you are able to even respond all right to a request that you are able to look at things and get to understand how god will have you address them that you're not just speaking because uh, you have to speak all right that we don't react to things that we are not people who just react to things all right that our life has become synchronized we have become one with god all right that that in our communication with men we are first communicating to god all right this is what i'm talking about this is the this is the foundation and the framework that makes amen our prayer effective because prayer is basically totally depending on god depending amen on his wisdom on his on his on his counsel amen depending on his objective on his will in other words if you don't have spiritual understanding if you don't have spiritual sight if you don't have amen you know that relationship and remember a relationship is not a it's not a distant thing in, in relationship there are no distance in relationship there are no distance in relationship there are no distance so as you're communing with god you're communing with men <laughs> you're communing with god you you see that's why we cannot we cannot respond to issues on a on a face value nehemiah first of all commune with god he said and i prayed the king he was standing before the king the king is asking so what would you have me do regarding this thing he said and then i pray to god and i pray to god the question is what kind of prayer did nehemiah prayed because we think that prayer, all right, in prayer, there is a lapse of time. In prayer, there are no lapse of time. In prayer, there are no lapse of time. Because your heart, amen, has become one with the Father. Your heart has become connected with that of, of Christ. So you get to know. You see, Jesus prayed the will of his Father. He said, only what I see, only what I hear my Father, amen, do. Only what I see my Father do is what I do. All right? That's why Jesus said, I'm not going to leave you as often. He knew, he knew, amen. He knew what was going to happen if he, if he left his disciple, amen, without, amen, the, 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 the power of the Holy Spirit. He knew that he couldn't send the Holy Spirit, amen. Excuse me, he couldn't send the disciple to go start the work, amen, without them being united. The Bible says the Spirit came. 
all right, and fell on them like a clothing thong of fire. The spirit had to indwell them. It, that's what I'm talking about. There has to be that position of oneness where there are no more gaps between you and heaven, between you, amen, and the, and the ministry of the spirit, all right, that you know what to do at every given interval. This is the life, amen, that we see in regards to these powerful spiritual icons like Daniel, like Elijah. The Bible says while Elijah was praying, the fire fell. All of that, amen, a divine spiritual system that has been placed. If you look, if, if they open up the hearts, the life of these people, you're going to see, amen, the structures and the, and the layers, amen, of divine order in their, in their life, all right, that their prayer was not done from a religious, from, you know, from some ritual, ritualistic ideology. Their prayer was not done from, you know, the, 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 the realm of, okay, oh God, God of Abraham, God, no, no, they knew that God of Abraham, they knew the God of Isaac, they knew the God of Jacob. They had something, amen, that ordinary people did not understand. And this is what I'm talking about. Alright? That even in the revelation of God, in the revelation of God, you still depend on his expression, on that which is revealing in the now. So prayer basically is to bring us to a place where we begin to realize that even in, in regards to what we know, what we have, we cannot depend on ourselves except he gives us amen, the go ahead, except he, he lifts his hand, except he gives us amen, a, a, a rising of the tongue, except he, he shows us that green light that we dare do nothing. We dare not do anything. That we recognize, amen, that we are always at that position where we are fainting. That it's in the place of prayer that we have the power to stand, the power to speak, the power, amen, to even pray. Have you noticed that even to pray, you need his power to pray? That you cannot pray based on your own strength. You can't pray based on your own wisdom. You can't pray based on your own understanding. You can't pray based on your own capacity. You can't pray based on your own understanding. That even when you need to pray, you have to allow him. The scripture says, for we know not how to pray. That know not how to pray is not just talking about, you know, just the expression of prayer. Even the strength to pray, we don't have it. We don't have it. That's why you cannot, you cannot live life based on sheer determination. I'm determined to pray. What happened in the day that your, your entire faculty that defines your emotion, your feelings, amen, has been shut down? Because there will be days like that, all right, that you're going to wake up and you feel so sad, you feel so tired. You just, you know, something sometimes it happens like that. Are you going to depend on how you feel, amen, to, to, to pray or not to pray? You can't live in the realm of how you feel. You can't live in the realm of what if somebody can say something terrible to you. You know, you could even have an issue amen, in, in, in your marriage, you know, in, in do, your domestic life, which of course can impact your prayer. Are you going to depend on how you feel before you pray? You say our prayer is not one that is sourced, all right, from our position of motivation. You can't be motivated to want to pray. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Of course, we need to be motivated, but I'm saying you cannot depend. Motivation is a product of the spirit if you're a spiritual man. And spiritual thing, amen, is not determined by, you know, how we emotionally feel. Our emotion must be married, amen, to, you know, to the, to the, to the, to the request, to the desire of God, amen, to, you know, to the response of the spirit, amen, to the duties of the spirit. That's the word I'm looking for, to the duty. There are things, like I always say, there are things that you do without even feeling it. You don't feel, I don't feel like doing it, but I have to do, it's a duty. 
That's what Paul said. He said, woe is me. Paul, you know, Paul plays a curse on himself if he refuses to preach the gospel. He says, this is what we do in season and out of season. This is, this, this is something we do in season and out of season. I don't have to feel like coming to do what I'm doing. It's a mandate. I have to love it. I have to, I have to, I, I have to build my spirituality, amen, to that dimension of life that I know that if I don't pray, somebody somewhere may be shut down. Somebody somewhere may not be free from prison. Somebody somewhere, all right, may be in need, may be in lack. Don't you understand that when we begin to pray that God goes into action, that when God, when we begin to pray, God releases, amen, his power. When we begin to pray, God releases, he showers down. He say, ask of me for rain in times of rain, in times of rain, and I, God, will make bright cloud. When you begin to pray, God begins to, hallelujah, gather the cloud for the rain of the spirit. As we're talking right now, I'm proclaiming and declaring this thing, the cloud of the spirit, amen, are forming for the reign of God to fall. When we don't pray, nothing happens. We can't wish to pray. But what I'm saying is, this thing is a mystery. Let me read the scripture, Isaiah chapter 40. Thank you, Father. Isaiah 40, 28 and 29. It says, do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God. The Lord is the everlasting God. Everlasting. I like the I like the I like the phrase. He's the is the is the is the is a rock of all ages. There's an age that we have entered now. An age men call post-truth. <laughs> An age where, where the world of AI and the world of robots will be replacing men in certain, you know, certain departments. And an age where men are beginning to feel threatened, they are afraid. An age where men are weaponizing you know, a virus and doing all kinds of crazy things. It's an age of biological warfare. It's an age of nitrogen warfare. All kinds of things are happening in this age. We're seeing wisdom. We're seeing knowledge increasing. Yes. We're going to be seeing all kinds of inventions. All kinds of you know, things that men will create. That if you're not careful, you know, illusion will begin to replace reality. If you're not careful, it's the age that we're living. You see, we need to understand. We need to understand the mysteries of age, of the ages. All right. Well, we, 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 there was a time where we, we, where you know, the world witnessed what they call, you know, in, in the the age of industrial revolution. But if you look look back in history, there was an age of the iron. There was an age of copper, where all of these things, amen, express, you know, the the advancement of men. All right. There's an age of gold, there's an age, you know, of, of, of silver, and there's an age of bronze, and all of that, you know, those images that represent, you know, the, 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 the image of Nebuchadnezzar, those are reflection of ages. And there's an age of the iron and the clay, which of course is the toe. And there is an age coming, <laughs> the age of the stone called without human hand, that is coming to smash the wisdom of man. 
So I, I hope you understand that the end is not the Antichrist. <laughs> the end is not the Antichrist. The end is the kingdom of God covering the earth. So I, I'm just <clears throat> tracking some things. So you understand where we are and what the Spirit of God, amen, is, is demanding and requiring of us. Even as we track, amen, the prophetic realities of the seasons that we live in. In that we're saying that as we get to know the heart of God, amen, we need to understand the mystery. We need to understand how to pray effectively because prayer is what will make us amen effective people prayer is what will make us efficient even in our engagement as prophets as apostles amen as pastors as evangelists as teachers as statement amen as 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 men in the marketplace it is our ability amen to to align to the heart of god to the mind of god to the will of god that will make us not to bow to the gods of of egypt because we're seeing things happening in our day that would dumbfound, amen, the wisdom of religion. The things that we call Christianity, the things that men have called, well, I'm, I'm a Christian, I'm a believer, all right? You're going to be seeing things that would dumbfound, all right, your wisdom. Because many of those things are not built, amen, on the revelation of sound truth. They are not built, amen, on the systems of the spirit. So, so we're seeing how all that is happening in our time, amen, uh, you know, is weakening, amen, making nonsense of what we define, amen, to be church, to be Christianity. We're seeing how our ability, amen, to, to, to address issues are, are totally collapsing. Why? Because we were not prepared for what was going for, you know, for what was coming. All right. We were doing church. We're doing our own thing. We're playing. But now, amen, the cock has, has come to crow. And we are seeing how weak and how, you know, unprepared we are. But I, I'm believing God that as we learn, as we allow the spirit once again, amen, to, to, to school us, amen, to, to, to tutor us, that we will begin to yield ourselves, amen, to the instructions of the spirit. That indeed, when we say we are spiritual people, that we understand what that means, amen. We understand, we realize the implication of our spirit spirituality that our prayer hallelujah is not just some you know a, a while away of time it's not just some mumblings of word it's not just some expressions of of nice religious word that our prayer in fact amen is engaging with heaven hallelujah is waiting on the law to give us power to give us grace to give us strength because we understand that when we go to god we go to him because we do not have the might of our own we do not have the power of our own we go to god because we need his wisdom we need his knowledge we need his understanding we go to god because we need a counsel hallelujah we need insight we need revelation we need the ability that will make things happen amen in this earth they said there is a man in your kingdom in the midst of the quagmire and confusion, in the midst of the weakness, in the midst of the handwriting and the vision of Nebuchadnezzar, confused. This guy was almost losing his mind. The wife said, King, don't lose your mind. You don't need to give up. There is a man. There's a man. How come he didn't know the man? Because, he, because Daniel had been relegated. You see, all kinds of things has relegated us behind. They, they've, shut, they've shut us out. All right? No, no. When they, when they want to talk about who are the men of God, you know who they go to. They go to the ones with the color. They go to the one with the big robes. They go to the one all right, with the staff. They go, they go to the ones with the big cap, with the fish cap. They go to the ones that have compromised. That have sat at the at the table, come on, of Jezebel. All right, they, they go to the one that Je Jezebel is sourcing and resourcing. They eat of our table, but the day is going to come. They will be looking for the Daniels. 
Because all the magicians, all the philosophers, amen, of Babylon, all the ones who call themselves, you know, great men of God, bishops, apostles, all the ones who, who have run with the title but have not contacted the spirit of God are going to come to a day where their, their power and their influence have you noticed now that the influence of everyone has been brought to a stop? Everybody has been shut down. Including the ones with what God knows what. <laughs> it's a day where God is saying, now I want to show you the authentic. I want to show you, amen, who are my true followers. He said, these are the ones who are followers, amen, of, 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 you know, of the Lamb. For their garments are not stained. These are the ones that follows the Lamb wheresoever he goes. For their garments are not stained. He's coming for a church without spot, without wrinkle, and without blemish. And all of this we are tracking. We want to track it in the place, amen, of our connection, of our connectivity to the Father, to the Spirit, amen, of God, to the Spirit of intercession, to the Spirit of supplication, to the Spirit of prayer. Men who understand how to pray are the most fearful people on earth. When I mean the fearful, you must fear them. That's what I mean. If you, if you engage in the place of prayer, you're dangerous. Because you can shut the heavens and you can shut the earth, amen, at, at the speakings of God, amen, at the instructions of heaven. We can also press a button. If they think they've developed things that they can press a button and the whole world will, will, you know, will, will, will be afflicted and the whole world will be shut down. We also can press a button. But we wait on God. We wait on his direction. We wait on his directive. We don't do things, amen, irrational. We don't do things, amen, by, by emotion. We don't do things, amen, by our by impulse. We don't do things by fear. We don't do things because we have to we have to revenge. No, we don't do things because we want people to, you know, to fear us. No, we respond because we want heaven, hallelujah, to be known in the earth. We like it or not, the kingdoms of this world must become the kingdom of our God and of his Christ. The Lord must rule and reign. But for us to understand that, we need to connect to what this thing means as a mystery. Prayer is a mystery. I discovered it. That's why you can't take it from me. <laughs> you can't take it from me. Are you getting something, friends? When I read a scripture, I just read a scripture and I was just blown away. He says, do you not know? Have you not heard? If they've not heard, then we should let them know. <laughs> do you not know? Have you not heard that the Lord is the everlasting God? He never changes. The creator of the ends of the earth. Not the beginning of the ends of the earth. Of course we know it's the beginning. But they're showing us something here, amen, about the life, about the mystery, about the power, the awesomeness, as if we don't know it. I mean, there are many who don't know it, but we need to remind them, we need, we need them to know, amen, that there is a God that is called the creator of the ends, the ends of the, of the world, the ends of the earth. Listen to this. He never grows faint or weary. His understanding, his understanding is beyond searching. You can't search it out. I was speaking to a sister yesterday and I said to her, the things of, of, of the kingdom are, are, you know, a bottomless, bottomless hole. If you think you will ever be able to, you know, reach to the bottom, you know, yes, you've learned so much, you've, you've, you've gained so much, you've acquired so much, you've got to the, you will never get to the end of the things of the spirit. 
they are endless, 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 you know, uh, 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 you know, hole. You, 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 you're sinking, you're going down. The deeper you go, the deeper, the more you think you've gone, the deeper you think you've gone, uh, the more they tell you you're just beginning. <laughs> The higher, the higher you think you are sending the things of God, the more they tell you, well, sorry, you're, you're just, in fact, you're just beginning. Who knows the depth of God? Who knows the height of God? Who knows his width? Who can search out his ways? This is, this, these are the things that allow us to approach him in the place of prayer because you don't even know the next thing to do. Yes, he spoke to you yesterday. Yes, he moved yesterday. But guess what? It's a brand new day. And in this new day, he's showing you a different dimension. He's, he's approaching your life from a, different, from a different perspective. And you need to connect to his spirit in the place of prayer to even know where he is. To catch up with God, you have to be a person of the spirit. Let me repeat what I've just said. To catch up with God. If God says, walk with me, you better be ready walk with me walk before me abraham and be perfect you better you better keep a sense of perfection perfection means you're living in the state amen of holiness of righteousness you're living in a life of, of, of consecration so that you can keep up with him or else listen to these you won't find him where you left where where you where you where you met him yesterday he's gone he's gone but he's in the same place He's moving, but he's still in the same location. I'm talking about the mystery of prayer. <clears throat> it never grows faint. The world today are in a state of fainting. The world is fainting today. Somebody say the world is in ICU. We desperately need God. And the only physician that can make things change, that can resuscitate, can bring life back to this state, are people who have been called to pray, are intercessors. I always say intercessors, amen, are selfless people who engage God on behalf of, is it? That's the difference between prayer and intercession. When it comes to intercession, it's not about you. Prayer can be, you can be praying for yourself. God bless me. Give me this. Give me that. That's good. And there's nothing wrong with that. But we are looking for people who can be selfless. Who can go on behalf of. Who can stand on behalf of America. Who can stand on behalf of Asia. Who can stand on behalf of United Kingdom. Who can stand on behalf of Africa. Who can stand on behalf of South Africa. Who can stand on behalf of the rest of the world. Who can take a nation. Amen. And, and take that nation. Amen. As their own inheritance. God say ask of me. And I will give you the nations. Amen. As your inheritance. The uttermost part of the world. As your possession. Ask of me this day. I have asked for South Africa and we're asking for other nations and we're standing in the gap and we're saying, Lord, for 10, you will spare the land. That's a heart of intercession, friends. And that's what God is looking for. Now is the time for all of us to turn our, our prophetic, apostolic, amen, our shepherding, our, you know, our ability to teach, our passion in evangelism, all of the dimension of what we call the fivefold. Let's turn that, amen, into, amen, an arrowhead of intercession. It's time to pray for the nations. If we're going to return as apostles, then we have to first of all pray. If we're going to return as prophets, then we have to pray. If we're going to return as people that will begin to teach, we have to first of all develop the passion. You see, prayer 
When I mean prayer, I'm talking about, you know, intercession. Intercession will birth in you compassion. It's from compassion they will begin to show you the next reality, the next direction, the next, you know, move of God in the earth. If you don't have compassion, you cannot, you cannot move into the next realities of God. God is no longer looking for hirelings. Oh, I said God is no longer looking for hirelings. God is taking his people. He's taking the nation. He's harvesting the nation from the hearts, from the hands of the hirelings. He's looking for people that will teach hallelujah. The nation, his people, wisdom. That will feed his people knowledge and understanding. This is the heart of God for this third day. Is God is taking back his people. He's taking back his church. Amen. From hirelings. From the ones that when they see the wolves, they will run and leave the people. God is looking for those, hallelujah, who will stand. He said, let the wolf come. Make my day. God, David said, when, when the bear came to want to steal one of my father's sheep, he said, I rise. I charged against the bear. When the lion came, he said, I raised up. I charged against the lion. These are the intercessors that we're looking for. These are the people who are, who are going to carry the mystery of advancing the counsel of God in this third day. Not wolves in sheep clothings. Not wolves in sheep clothings. God is looking for people who understand the mystery of one who will stand in the gap, who will pray. So I sought for, I sought for one among them. Among them. That's the key word. Among them. Ezekiel, Ezekiel 22. I sought for one among them. Who will stand. Who will build up the wall. Who will stand on their behalf. Who will pray. Who will seek my face. Who will engage me on behalf of the land. I found none. Let it not be said that in our day. When God is looking for a people. That will rise up. all right, And start to intercede. And start to pray. And start to call upon God to show mercy upon the nations. To show mercy upon our land. Listen, thank God for all the pr professionals. Thank God for the medical you know, community. Thank God for all they are doing. Of course, God gave them that wisdom. And we will continue to pray for them. But guess what? Until God finds a people whose heart, amen, has, has been bent to the wall in the place of prayer. Whose, whose knees has been bent to the ground in the place of prayer. Whose life has been repostured to the place of facing the wall to stand in the place of prayer. This battle will, be, will continue to stay long in the earth. No man define and determine how long this situation, amen, will remain. Not the government, not China, not America, not, not, not our leaders. Nobody knows. Only the church. Only the church who has been called to become intercessors. Only a church, amen, who has taken their place on the wall. No, because they are the one that God is waiting for. It is that church that God wants to see their response to this situation. Come on. This is the word of the Lord this morning. Only a church that will that will turn to God in the place of prayer, that will turn their house, that will turn their bedroom, come on, that will turn their car, that will turn the backyard of their house to the place of prayer. Only that church will define and determine how long this thing is going to be. This shutdown is not going to be determined by America. Any nation that thinks, okay, oh, well, well, because of the economy, we're just going to quickly turn back. You're going you're gonna to kill more people. You're going to destroy more people. So they better be told. 
And we have to get, amen, doing our calling, our responsibility, our assignment, amen, as we take our place in the place of prayer. We need to saturate the heaven. We need to saturate the atmosphere of our community. We need to saturate. This is a spiritual warfare, friends. It may be biological, amen. And people may be looking for scientific way, amen, to, to, to find solution. And it's good. Let them continue to do that. And we're praying for that. But guess what? We understand that this battle is, is, is not flesh and blood. Come on. This battle is, 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 is a spiritual warfare. And we want to take that battle back to the enemy's gate. Back to the enemy's camp. Come on, friends. The Bible says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. The scripture says no weapon formed or fashioned. I was I, I was sharing that scripture yesterday with a, with, a, with, a, with, a, with, a, with one of our brothers, the wife that came visiting my place. Beautiful time we had, just few time, and I was sharing that scripture. Listen, the scripture said, the scripture said, no weapon formed of fashion was this was this plague form of fashion. Yes, it was form of fashion, either by the devil, amen, or by some ungodly system sitting somewhere. Who think they want to they want to get you know get even they, they want to have e e economic advantage no 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 their counsel the counsel of Aitofe hallelujah is gonna be turned to madness their counsel will not stand God is exposing them God will reveal them but we will hallelujah take our place on behalf of the land there has to be a church that that is standing on behalf of the nation that is calling upon the name of Elion from the days of Enos men began to call upon the name of the Lord we want to call upon the name of God, amen, because of the soul of our people. Are you getting what we're talking about, friends? There has to be a church that is compassionate, that is driven, that understands the mystery of prayer. That's why we will not give ourselves rest. You see, when you understand the mystery of prayer, you don't give yourself rest. When you know that this is what is going to make this thing work, you stay at it. You stick to it. You stay to that thing. Alright? Once you know that this is the this is the solution, guess what? You don't need a plan B again. Once you know that something is a solution, you don't need to look for plan B again. You stick to that plan way, plan, plan, plan you know, plan A. You continue to deal with even if that plan is seem not to be working or you're finding you know difficulty because you already know that that is that is the solution. Guess what? You want to find the best solution amen, to fix that problem so that you get it done from that same plan, from that plan A. It's not leaving plan A or looking for another plan B. There's no plan B. Come on. Plan A is that we pray and we continue to pray and we continue to knock and we continue to seek and we continue to ask and we continue, amen, to, to stand, amen, like that woman. We must continue. We must continue until heaven opens up. Until heaven opens up. This is how we pray. Because the God that we, we, we pray into. Is the God of heaven. Is the God of the earth. Is the creator. Is the one who knows all things. Is the one who, 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 who holds the power. To all things. Oh hallelujah. We're reading Isaiah 40. 28 29 said do you not know have you not heard the lord is the everlasting god the creator of the ends of the earth where their wisdom ends that's where he starts he never grows faint nor weary his understanding is beyond searching out his understanding is beyond searching out listen to this this is the place i'm going he gives power to the faint and increases the strength of the weak 
I want you to see the qualification. This is the qualification that we've got to present to him when we're standing in prayer, when we're coming in amen, as intercessors. We must come, amen, as those who are fainting. We must come as those who are weak. Then we gain power from him or with him. He's the one that renews, hallelujah, the strength of the weak. He exchanges, he takes their weakness and he gives them strength. Those who wait on the Lord, what are we doing? We're waiting on the Lord. To wait on the Lord means to know that he's going to come. And because you know he's the solution, alright? Guess what? If you are supposed to be cashing money out of a bank, alright? You, you, you have this good sum of money that you're supposed to cash. Somebody give you a check and say, go cash this thing. And you got to the bank and you discover, oh, well, the bank is closed. But then you saw a notice that said, well, the bank will be open in the next five hours. Excuse me. Are you going to go to another bank <laughs> to try to cash that money? Because even if you go to another bank, sorry, they can't help you. Because that check amen, is addressed to you. And to be cashed in that particular branch, in that particular bank. Guess what? Even if you claim, well, I, I don't have that time. <laughs> Sorry. Because of the value, because of what you want, you're going to wait five hours. You may decide to do other things, but you're going to be waiting five hours because you know that <laughs> there is a joy that is going to be coming out of this. For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. That's the spirit of intercession. That's why when he went to Gethsemane, all right, Gethsemane is not a place everybody, it's not a place you go play. It's not a place everybody loves to go to because it's a place where you have to engage in pain for the deliverance of a nation, of a people, of creation. You see, when, when they went to get some money, he took his, he took his guys along. Said, okay, at least you guys can assist me. We can push this thing in the place of prayer. <laughs> when they get to get so many, these guys, they were overwhelmed. They were overcome, overpowered by the flesh. Jesus came back to them. He said, guys, can't you tarry with me for just an hour? Huh? Peter bold enough. He said, master, don't you understand? <laughs> The spirit is willing if the flesh is weak. But I tell you something. If you want to engage in prayer, you've got to allow, you've got to make your flesh to, to you know, to comply. Amen. To, to surrender, to submit. Don't you think Jesus, do you think Jesus went to pray in, in Gethsemane just by him being a spirit? Of course he went, he went with his flesh. But we have to get to the point where our flesh can no longer define and determine what we must do in Gethsemane. We can't get to Gethsemane and be sleeping. Because Gethsemane is the place where we battle, amen, over the destiny of nation. Where we wrestle. You see, listen to this. The cross was just, was just you know, a formality, if you will. The battle was won first in Gethsemane. The pain that Jesus felt in Gethsemane. The pain that Jesus felt in Gethsemane is far greater, far, far higher, far, far, far painful, if you will. <laughs> There's a word like that. And then, then, then what he faced, what he felt on the cross. The nail Jesus felt in the place of prayer was more 
than what he felt when that Roman soldier was hitting that nail. You see, we, we, we can focus on that because that is very dramatic. And we people, we know, we, we're dramatic people. Particularly if you live in a world like us today where everything is, is, is sold, amen, is, is brought to us, amen, by visualization, drama. This is the reason why people are no longer spiritual. Because if all you just want, amen, is, is drama, you know, drama, dramatization, all right? I mean, when you, when you watch The Passion, I don't know if anybody has watched The Passion. I mean, when you look at, you know, the beating, and you look at how they dramatize, you know, the, the, the crucifixion of Jesus. Wow, you feel the pain, but how many people are still feeling that? Because that is what drama is meant to do. You, you capture amen, that emotion. You capture the emotion. But if, you, if you're just listening on, if you're just depending on your spirituality on just to capture an emotion and you, you, you shed tears, what happened two, three months after that? Are you, still, are you still shedding tears? Are you still feeling the pain? Are you still feeling, hallelujah, the laceration, the agony that he went through? No, we've forgotten. And that is very dangerous because that is where the devil is taking the world to. Am I saying that, you know, the passion is not good? No, it's a beautiful movie. I watched it. I mean, I, I shed some tears too because it, it allows you to see things. But I'm saying that we have to go beyond just, you know, a visual. You know, if, you, if, you, if you're looking, that's why people say, no, they would want to go to Jerusalem first before they really believe. You go to Jerusalem. You think by the time you go to Jerusalem and you go to look at, you know, the tomb and you see where Jesus died and all of that and you have an emotion. You think that is enough to carry you through what you gonna go through in the in the, in this world? You lie. Somebody lied to you. Spiritual things must become real to you. It must become real to you. What I'm saying is, what Jesus did, what Jesus went through in Gethsemane. The Bible says he prayed to the point that his sweat was like that of blood literally pumping out of a man pumping out of his skin how do you explain that kind of agony i once heard you know a, a watch you know i'm not sure if i watched or heard you know somebody trying to explain that agony that jesus faced in gethsemane it's a doctor that there are certain emotional pain there's certain things you can you can feel that literally literally it says there are very few people that this thing happened to in the world. But literally, you know, your, 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 your body, you begin to sweat out blood. There are very few people. There are certain pain that, you know, back in those days when they're torturing people, they make you go through some of this pain and it's, you, you will be asking for death. Because of the torture. When you, when you read about some of the torture that the Catholic Church afflicted upon the the, the, the you know the, the the church, the body of Christ. You know the the the, the, the Protestants. When you look at what some of these people went through, you'll be crying for. I want to die. Please give me death sentence. I want kill me. Don't take me through. Ah, when you when you read the torture, the torture. Now, what Jesus faced in Gethsemane was a spiritual torture. Was a spiritual torture. Now nobody can capture that in a movie. 
That's the point. You cannot capture the emotion of Jesus in Gethsemane. You know you can't capture it. The best they can do, all right, was to show Satan coming as a snake. And that was a good, I mean, good, good movie. I mean, that was good. And how Jesus just, you know, bruises, bruises head. I don't think any other movie has been able to capture, you know, what Mel Gibson did with, with you know, with the, with the passion. I don't think so. I've not seen it. Beautiful movie. But even Mel Gibson cannot capture the emotion. How do you capture the emotion of Jesus? You cannot capture that. The mind cannot comprehend that. I'm only telling you that something happens when we take a posture of prayer and intercession. And if we don't understand that, listen to this, we will cheapen it. We will disvalue it just like we've disvalued amen, the place of intercession. We've disvalued, we've cheapened it. People pray, you know, but they're into all kind of, you know, things. <clears throat> In the place of prayer, you find people gossiping, lying and, and fighting. And, you know, they think it's about who can pray most, who, who, who can give the best word. No, come on. Childishness. I shared with us some time ago, I said, can you imagine that after everything that Jesus did on earth, finally presented his blood to redeem humanity before the Father. Having done all that in his ascended life, that the only way we can begin to understand that ascended life is to pan into the book of Revelation and begin to see the image, the ascended image of this High, highly honored, highly glorified Christ. That in that reality of his ascension, what he's doing now is that he's praying for us as an intercessor. Then I think, if you ask me, we really do not understand the depth of the minister of intercession. I don't think we have come to understand what the ministry of in That's why I keep saying it's a mystery. It's a mystery. If you think he's throwing some words to heaven and God throwing you know, a blessing back down to you, you think if you think that is intercession, sorry, if you think that's just prayer, we still do not understand. Something happens in my life when I begin to pray that you cannot explain. When I begin to intercede, you, I cannot explain it to you. I cannot explain it to my wife. I cannot explain it to my children. Not the closest person to you will be able to understand what goes on in the place where heaven, hallelujah, log to your spirit, where you log, hallelujah, into the heart of God. Nobody can explain that. That's why you, you discover that this thing ends up in groaning. If you're not groaning, you are weeping. You know, you get to a certain point. You you don't you know you you don't have words again to express what you want to say because they've taken the prayer beyond words. There's a place you get to that your prayer goes beyond words. It goes beyond agony. It goes beyond groaning. That in your silence there are volumes of 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 words flowing like a river. I cannot explain it to you. 
That's why I said this thing is a mystery. But guess what? We must, we must understand this mystery. Because if we don't, we are going to get to a point in our prayer life, in our intercession, where we are going to think we have arrived and we're going to give up and we're going to stop and we're going to you know, close the shop. So, well, finally, we have the breakthrough. You have to be called into this thing. Of course, every one of us is called. But many are called. Few are chosen. That's the point. Do you want to be part of those who will be chosen, hallelujah, to go on behalf of? If you want to see change in the life of people, you have to first take the posture of intercession in their life. If you want to see change take place in the life of people, you have to first of all take the posture Take the posture of an intercessor to that person. Or else, it's not going to happen. No amount of words can change people. No amount of counseling. No amount of, you know, uh, let come, let's reason together. No amount of therapy and, 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 and psychology, all right, that you can, you can express. When people don't want to change, they don't want to change. I discovered that. When you, when you want to engage your community, if you think, oh, thank God for all the initiatives when we need to do that, all right, all kinds of initiatives. But I discovered when God brought me to the community of Franjuk and we, I wanted to assist, you know, let's do this, let's do that. You know, you want to be everywhere because you feel you've got so much you want to give to, but you begin to see resistance. You begin to see how, you know, pastors, you begin to see how men of God, you begin to see how people, the first thing they look at is your skin. These are Christians. The first thing they look at is, where is it coming from? He's in Nigeria. The first thing they look at is, oh, you know, he's not one of us. And then they stand against, they just make sure that that thing that you want to do to assist, don't walk. And I hear the Lord say, back away. So if they send you somewhere and the people refuse, you say, back away. Just wipe the dust of your feet from, you know, from, from that place. Just wipe, back away. And do, your, do what you're called to do. Does that stop me from praying and seeking a change in the community? No. It just means that I'm no longer seeking their platform or their audience. Because they still do not understand the power of, of cooperation and community building. They don't understand because what they are doing is to get popular, is to get a place, is to be known, is to be accepted. And when, when that becomes the platform of prayer, such a prayer becomes an abomination before God. Do you hear me? When you pray with people who have a different agenda, who have their own agenda, who have their own passion. Who, when you are praying with spiritual people who want to be politicians. <laughs> Who, who is looking for how man, more money can come to their life, to their ministry? How they can be more known in the community? Then you're not praying with the right people. No, 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 I back away. And from where I am, we're touching the world. We still have people coming from the community to come meet me in my house here. Because at, at some point, they will get to know. They will get to know who you are, where you are. Yes. And they will search for light. They will come. If you're carriers of light, listen to this. You don't need to. You don't need to put it. You don't need to be somewhere. No. People will locate the light. They will draw near to the light. Particularly if they're in darkness. And if they want to be free. If they don't want to be free, they will see the light and turn away. Yes. Jesus said, the people of this world, amen, are evil because they, they love evil. They don't want truth. There are some people like that. 
You will think you're still praying with people who have a right heart. No. They're saying the right thing, but their heart is completely. Jesus said these people draw near to me with their, with their mouth, but their heart. You see, we don't pray with our mouth. We pray with our heart. Our mouth is just an expression of the prayer we pray in our heart. You see, our mouth is basically an expression. Our mouth is not what defines our prayer. It's the state of our heart. You don't know my heart. Until I open my heart to you before you see what's in my heart. I can say all the right things. I can do proclaim all the right things. But my heart is full of evil. You don't know that? <clears throat> That's why a lot of people get disappointed at men of God. How could you do such a thing to me? How could you do? I haven't depend on you. God knows in my assignment and my work, I have never at one point or the other in my life taken advantage of people. So, okay, because of my position. No, if I do things, I do them based on how the Spirit of God leads me. You may not have to like it. In fact, most of them you won't like it. But guess what? I listen because I'm a man of the Spirit. When God says, cut relationship with this person, stop it, I stop it. Because I only see what God sees. Right? If I try to be sentimental about it, guess what? I'm going to be in trouble. The same people say, Hosanna in the highest. Blesses he that comes in the name of the Lord. The same people, when things change, the same people say, crucify him. That's humans for you. That's why the Bible says, Jesus knew the heart of God. He will not commit himself. Foolish are they who commit themselves, amen, to the agendas of men, to what men say. People say, oh, come, let's do this, let's do that. I say, okay, you go ahead, I'll follow you. I'll be watching from afar. Because people have agendas. You see, one of the things that the Lord, by the grace of God, the Lord has killed in my, in my life, amen, is agenda. I don't have agenda. That's why I can stand in the place. If you have an agenda, you want to pray, listen, God is not going to answer your prayer. Let me help you so that you can quickly stop praying. God is not going to answer a prayer with a wrong motive, with the wrong agenda. Whatever you are asking for, remember you're asking God to do something. He checks your agenda. He checks your motive. He checks your reason. Amen. He answers that reason. He doesn't answer your request. God answers your reason. He answers your agenda. That's why people will do all kinds of things. We will, you know, most time when we pray, our prayer is like trying to build a tower of Babel. We're trying to build something with the spirit of rebellion. I've seen many so-called, you know, church initiative, kingdom initiative that is built on the, on the foundation of Babylon. It's a hallowed system. It's a system that uses people, that uses gifts. They see you, you can pray. They see you've got fire in you. And they try to, you know, you know, bring you into their system they will corrupt you they will pollute you and they will finish you that's why you've got to learn to guard you've got to learn to guard that which god has given to you so sometimes when god is severing you from certain people you will understand you will know god is helping you to preserve you to preserve the gift to preserve hallelujah, your sense of innocency because god knows that when you remain among them you are captured and most times, these are people that you honor, you respect. Powerful people, when you see them pray, you say, ah, heaven is moving. Because when they pray, they've got all the lingua. <laughs> they know all the expressions. They know how to, you know, point, you know, tap all the buttons. They know what to say that will move people. And you look like, wow, this is, these people can, no. Check their heart. Ch let God open your eyes and see the depth of their heart. You will see they're only building another empire for themselves. You see that that prayer group, that prayer meeting, that prayer whatever, amen, is just another, you know, you know, man-made, 
you know, altar that they are building. Oh, come on. The Lord is speaking this morning. We want to understand the mystery of prayer. When you are praying in the spirit, when you are praying by the spirit, listen to this. God will connect your spirit to the right people. That is what prayer does. Prayer always connects you to the right people. And if prayer connects you to the wrong people, it's because God wants to use you to judge that house, to judge that order. Yes. That's why people are afraid to invite me because they've seen it. When you invite me to your house and your heart is wrong and your intentions are wrong and I accept the invitation. Mind you, I don't accept all invitations. There are places they invite me. I tell them I'm not coming. I tell them straight, sorry, I'm not coming. I don't, I don't owe anybody explanation because I listen. But if, if I decide to come, just be ready. <laughs> Maybe that will be the end of your ministry. Because God will use me to open up things. You can't hide from those who are standing. Who have a standing before God. You cannot hide. You cannot use me. Many have tried it to their detriment. So they have stayed away from me. Yes, I know them. They have stayed away from me. Because if you think you can pollute this thing. ah, You will burn your hand. Your hand will be burnt by fire. I'm talking about the mystery of prayer. We still do not understand it. We still do not. When they grab your heart in the place of prayer, all agenda will collapse. All man-made, you know, you know, idea, your own religious perspectives and belief, all of those things will collapse. Will bow the knees. Why? Because the place of prayer is the place where we exalt one person and him alone. Christ the Lord. I must decrease. He must increase. You cannot be praying and you are increasing. No. The more you pray, the more you decrease. <laughs> the more you pray, the more he increases, the more you decrease. The more, hallelujah, you, you, you become nothing, the more Christ is expanded. The more we amplify, hallelujah, God and his glory in your life. You can't be praying with an agenda. No, it's not going to you're, you're just, you're, you're, tre you're treading on the, in, you know, in fact, when you're praying, with the wrong agenda, you're opening yourself up to a spirit of divination. Just pick that in my spirit. When you're praying, all right, when you're connecting with the things of the spirit and you don't have the right motive, you don't have the right spirit, you don't have the right, you know, foundation in your life, you are exposing yourself to a spirit of divination, to witchcraft. That's what's going to happen, all right? You're going to find yourself, you know, dumbling into all kinds of things. The devil will manipulate you. The, in fact, the devil will make you to begin to hear voices. Sometimes you'll be seeing things. Sometimes, all right, you'll be hearing all kinds of things, you know, experience that are not established upon the foundation of the word of God. So we need to be very careful that when we're praying, we're praying, amen, with our life intact, amen, in the values of heaven. That we're praying with our life established, amen, on the foundation of apostolic truth. Hallelujah. That's why, you know, I wrote that book. You must read that, my book. Redefining Prayer. It's there on my, on my site. It will help you to understand that you cannot pray effectively and engage in the spirit of prayer with your own thoughts intact. Not my ways. Not my will. Your ways are not God's ways. Your, your, your intention is not his intention. The moment you say, let us pray. The first thing that must happen is everything that defines your way, your idea, your philosophy, your belief system, you know, your religious idea. Because all of us, amen, grow up with all kinds of religious ideas. Depending on the environment you grow up. 
Alright? If you grow if you grow up in the Caribbean, alright, they've got their own way. They have got their own religious system that defines how they look at things, how they interpret scripture. Amen. Because that's what happens in environment. The devil, you understand, the powers of darkness, principality, has so made it, amen, that how we look at God and the things of God, amen, has become has become connected to the religious spirit, to the to the to the to the to the, to the that's the word to the religious spirit that governs such an environment. You would notice that Christians in in the Caribbean, all right, their their views, their perspective to to God's thing is different from Christians in South Africa, all right. Yes, so so is it different to you know Christians in America, all right? So is it different to Christians in Nigeria? You understand, or you know in Botswana, all right, or or even in the Arab world. The way Christians in the Arab world look at Christ and look at the things of God is totally different from if you meet a Christian from the Arab world, you may think that person is not born again. You see, because environment shapes, defines our prism of connecting and engaging with God's things. That's why one of the things that must happen is that we must all come into the confluence of what is called the kingdom of God. When we come into the kingdom of God, listen to this, that is where amen, our ideas, our culture, our beliefs, amen, our whatever we have inherited get to be destroyed. That's why the Bible says no one come into the kingdom except you become born again. You must become like a child. That's the context to, you know, to the concept of what it means to be born again. You want to enter the kingdom of God. You cannot enter the kingdom of God with your ideology, amen, with the ideology that you grew up with, amen, as a Nigerian, all right? All of the things that source and defines my life from where I come from must die as I come into the kingdom. But I can keep it if I just want to do church. <laughs> Are you getting this point? This is a powerful one. I can, that's why people have you know, churches, they go to certain churches that is an extension, amen, of their culture. You've got a color church. So what people do in that color church, amen, is, is an extension of what color people do. They dance the way color people, you know, dance, all right? They listen to, you know, colored people music. You know what I mean? And I'm not trying to be, you know, uh, you know, fleshing, but I'm just telling you that that's what we do. We go to, you know, maybe, uh, uh, you know, where, where's that church I went to now? Uh, uh, Malawi, Ma Malawians, you know, there was a Malawian, you know, group. They invited me years back to come preach in their church. And I told them, they said, this is a, this is a church from Malawi. I said, did God send you to South Africa to open a Malawian church? I told them in the church, I rebuked them. How can you bring Malawi? You bring Malawi. If you want Malawi, keep staying in your house. You, you, God brought you from Malawi to South Africa. You have to blend into the environment, into the culture here. You've got to live a life beyond where you're coming from. I'm not saying throw away your culture. That is not what I'm saying. But when it comes to church, the kingdom of God, there's no Malawian church. There's no Zimbabwean church. There's no Nigerian church. There's no American church. All right. There's no, uh, uh, you know, God knows where. There's no Caribbean church. No. We, when we come into the kingdom, we come into Christ. That's a scripture. In, in Hebrews, all right, we have come, we have come, amen, we have come to Mount Zion, we have left, amen, Mount Sinai, in Mount Sinai you can do Malawian church, in Mount Sinai you can do, you know, South African, you know, church, you can do Zulu church, all right, you can do Kosa church, you can do all of that, but not in the kingdom, that's why our prayer is weak. That's why they will give us all kinds of, you know, you see people say, where are you going? I'm going to pray. All of us say, oh, I'm going to pray. They can't pray. But when you begin to zoom into the philosophy that defines their prayer, it's captured by the principality, the principality that governs that environment. So their prayer basically, amen, cannot pass the ceiling. He said, these are the ones, amen, all right, 
that 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 have come they have gathered or right? but 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 the horns of the past of darkness has benchmarked them they cannot go beyond this level zachariah one they cannot go beyond this level but these have come to fray the horns of the gentiles until your prayer is able to pierce the heavens of your environment you have not begun So the first thing that begins to happen to you when you begin to pray, you begin to see, they begin to show you your blind spots. They begin to show you your blind spots. They begin to reveal to you your weaknesses. So yeah, you know how to be a faithful priest. You know how to be a faithful priest. You can, they pick you from among men. He said, I sought for one among men. Let me read that scripture. So don't think this guy... Why is it hard this morning? I'm not hard. I'm just preaching the word of the Lord. I'm bringing thus to the Lord to you. God said in Ezekiel 22, 30, I look for a man among, among them, among whom? Among the culture. Amen. Among the tradition. He's among them, but he's not, he's not one of them. He's among them, but he's learned something to be different from them. Yet not trying to be exclusive from them, but he's learned something that, amen, he can then bring back. Because you cannot be among the problem and try to solve the problem. No, you have to be taken from them to a different height, to a different dimension, to a different level, to a different position, amen. And then you are sent back to them. Say, come, there's a better place. That's how we pray, friends. So when I pray, I don't pray with the mindset. You see, every every society, every nation has got their belief system. They've got their fac concept of reason. They've, their faculty has been has been touched. You know, there's a way there's a way a colored person thinks. There's a way you know a Zimbabwe thinks. There's a way a Nigerian thinks. There's a way an American thinks. And I don't want to go into you know I don't want to sound biased. But we all have, no matter how tush, how perfected you think, amen, you are, amen. Even the British. There's a way they think that does not reflect kingdom. And this is, this is why Jesus died. He didn't die to save amen, the planet. He, he died to save the people. It's the people in the planet that pollutes the planet. <laughs> oh, come on. Come on. What is destroying South Africa? Amen. It's not South Africa. It's the people living in South Africa. And it's the people in South Africa that Jesus died for. He didn't die for the geographical location. He died for the people. He died for the people that defines the system, that defines the ideology. He died for, amen, the people that brought that division, that divide and rule system. Yes, that's what Jesus died for. And that's why we must be pressing to know, to understand, and to set ourselves free from that spirit. That's why, yeah, they've got, you know, that church. I don't know, I don't know, I, of course I can't pronounce it, but they've got that church for, you know, you know, the, the, not the colors now, but the, the Bora people. The Bora people. You know, the Africanas. To the point that those people in their foolishness actually thought, said, alright, that, that, that it's been prophesied, alright, that the white man is superior. That they are superior to the black. That is the height of stupidity and foolishness I've seen. In biblical interpretation. That there is no place where God gave a word that some, some white pigmentation is superior to the black. They bought that. Their great-grandfather lied to them. And today, this is part of why the church, the nation of South Africa is divided. Because some people believed in the lie. That God plays the politics of, 
of, of, of, of, of skin, of pigmentation. Come on. That's not the God I serve. So, so till today, you see, you see this group of people, the way they look at other, other parts. Thank God for those who have been free from that ungodly belief system. But there's still so many in South Africa today, all right, who still believe that thing, even if they don't talk about it. The way they say things, the way they look at it, their, their values. Is, in fact, it's not what they say. It is how they look at things. It's how they address things. In the workplace, they think they're better. Even if you have somebody with a different color, color all right, that can do 10 times better than that person. But guess what? Because they have this idea that they're superior. So they must always be ahead. That's ungodly. And this thing is coming down. You see, I know this thing because I study those things. I've learned those things. All right? and this is what I'm challenging. But it's not just something that is unique to South Africa. It's like that all, all, all across you know, the world. It's the same battles that you know, they're facing in America. All right? that, the, that the blacks are the ones suffering the, 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 you know, the, 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 the highest rate of you know, this coronavirus. It's still there. We, I mean, this is something that is there open. It's, it's not an hidden information. That the black community, the black community are the ones dying the most. Why is it so? So are you saying the corona is choosing, you know, who to kill? No, 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 no. Let's leave this part. Let's go to that part and kill them. <laughs> Come on, friends. We have to deal with all of this thing. You see, the God that we serve is a God of justice. Where there is injustice, God's judgment, amen, is there. God doesn't move outside his justice system. Righteousness is a reflection of the justice of God. Are you getting this, friends? This is how we pray. We've got to pray with wisdom, knowledge, understanding. We can't be praying and we are blind. We can't be praying, amen, and we are biased. We can't be praying and we are prejudiced. We cannot do that. We have to have kingdom, kingdom philosophy. And kingdom philosophy comes through kingdom teaching kingdom schooling we have to be schooled amen in the kingdom of god we are in this world but we are not of this world you see i'm a global citizen that's not that's not a that's not a word that comes from amen the the, the new age people or the the people that want to rule the world no that is my identity as a son of god i'm a global citizen and that's who you should be if you love to pray if you're called of god if you have been born into the kingdom of God, you should be a global citizen. You should never be biased in your life, in your prayer, in your perspective. You should be having white church, black church, colored church, Zulu church. That's why our efforts are futile. We're praying, but nothing is happening. Our prayer doesn't go beyond the ceiling. Because we are not praying in the understanding of our true identity in the kingdom. When you look at me, what do you see? What do you see? Some people will not honor you because of you know where you come from. Or because of what you don't have or what you have. If honor has to be done, amen, has to be offered by color of skin or by your height or by what you possess or where you live, then you are the most blind person spiritually. Oh, come on. Spirit of the Lord. <laughs> We're hitting something this morning. Because a people must emerge out of all of this 
position state they brought us to that will rise up hallelujah in the newness hallelujah of god's glory of god's power of god's wisdom of people we are all coming to divine convergence. We are coming to the place of oneness. But we can't come to oneness if we don't deal with all of this. Lest we come together and we're still trying to evaluate and, and, and value ourselves from our own falling, carnal, fleshy, ungodly, biased, nationalistic amen, ideologies. And then we say, let's pray. What kind of prayer are you praying? What kind of a prayer would you be praying when people don't even want to accept you for who you are, for what you are? For what you represent. How do you pray? Have you noticed that in the, in the upper room, there are all kinds of people there. <laughs> I used to, when I used to preach on that, I mean, I, I, I used to love, amen, the, 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 the concept that I, used, that I used to, you know, you know, bring. I mean, different kind of people. We're in that upper room. All right? Different, different beliefs, but one thing binds them together. <laughs> you understand? Wait here until you be endured. So, so, the Bible says they had to wait there. Waiting means they had to sort that their own issue. Or else, <laughs> the Holy Spirit is not going to come. Because when we gather, you know, that's why, unfortunately, I hate to say it. That's why I hate the idea of how people define church. It's, it's too carnal for me to even go there and attend it. It's too carnal. It's too fleshy. Because what people want to see is how you dress, you know, your, your dress code, the, or your suit. Are you wearing the right suit or the wrong suit? Some people, can you still believe it till today? Some people want to go to church, they have to wear a black suit. If they don't wear a black suit, then they are not ready for church. If they don't wear black, so what does that mean? Come on, friends. We, we have all these little things. And you say, does that matter? Oh, yes, it does matter. Because it's not about the suit. It's about the state of your heart. It's about how you believe, what you believe. We notice that there are certain things that we will never, we will never be able to touch in God. Except we deal with certain things. You know, the scripture called them the little foxes that spoils the vine. The little foxes that spoils the vine. So you better believe those things matter. Paul says when you gather, our gathering must, must, must capture a particular flow, a particular atmosphere. Our prayer meetings, our prayer gathering, you know, our fellowship, our home fellowship, our house church, whatever church we build. If you're building 10,000, all of that amen, must capture a definite spiritual frequency that allow God to come. Or else you're gathering for your own self. Or else you're praying and your prayer is not going to touch and change. Amen. <laughs> not even the roof of the house. Certain people always say that their prayer doesn't go beyond the roof. Because when that thing hit the ceiling, <laughs> it bounced back. They <laughs> say, sorry, we're not allowed to pass this place. Why? Because the prayer of the people are made out of carnality. The prayer of the people are made out of carnality, are produced, are birthed out of carnality. But this morning, what I'm dealing with, amen, is the mystery. And I think I'm explaining the mystery of prayer. Because if we're praying with this strong, rigid belief system in us, I'm sorry. You, you will think, oh, well, we're advancing, we're doing well, but you're not going anywhere. 
Because those are strongholds. You know, strongholds are things that are part of our life. And sometimes we don't see it except somebody points them out. Strongholds, most times, amen, have become blind spots. Did you hear what I said? In most cases, our strongholds, we can no longer identify them. We need people to point them out. And most of them, when God sends people to point them out, guess what? We get a stone and we stone them. <laughs> because we don't want to address it. We don't like it. Nobody likes amen, to be shown his or a blind spot. But guess what? That is where we start getting free. We start getting to advance. That is where we, in fact, begins to pray effectively in such a way, hallelujah, that our life becomes indeed what the Father ordained it for. I want us to pray, but I want us to pray effectively. I want us to pray. I want us to pray without bias. I want us to pray without thinking that, well, my prayer is better than that person's prayer. Isn't that the prayer that the, the Pharisee prayed? Jesus was standing there looking at them. All right. The, 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 the poor guy came. You know, the poor guy came. Do a gentle. He's a gentle, he's poor. But he was able. In fact, I don't know how that guy did it. Because back in those days, you're not allowed. If you're a gentle, all right, you're not allowed. You're not allowed to come into the temple. That was how bad that thing was. If, if he wants to pray, he must stay in the outer court. You know, like that guy, you know, that Ethiopian, you know, Enoch that came. Guess what? He's, he would not be allowed to enter the whole, to, to enter into the temple. He will have to stay outside the temple because that's the tradition. But he's come to Jerusalem. I mean, and he, 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 is, he is grateful for the fact that he can stand outside all right, and, and pray and hear the word of God. Now this guy is going back to his home. He still does not understand jack of what the pastor said. But God, hallelujah, was ready because God saw the heart of that guy. And God, God, God told his servant, who just, who just won 3,000 people. I mean, I mean, this, Philip was just beginning his ministry. 3,000 souls. And the Lord said, leave the 3,000 and go the way of Gaza. I position one person there. In fact, it's 5,000. Go the way of Gaza. Go wait for somebody coming. And I'm sure Philip is there waiting. God, I heard you, but nobody's here. And then suddenly he saw this limousine coming. Could it be this person? <laughs> Come on. The chariots are like limousine back, back in those days. So imagine if they've not dealt with the insecurity in the life of Philip. Philip would never join that limousine, that chariot. You know, like, no, these are rich fools. It's the Lord said, join the chariot. Move close. Say, mister, do you understand what you're reading? Say, how can I understand? The guy's he's got a desire. He's a rich guy. He's a state man. He's a minister. That's why we, you see, that's why we have to pray for those in government. Many of them are searching for light, particularly in this season. <laughs> they don't know what to do with the coronavirus. They don't know what to do. The whole thing is shut down. The, gov the economy is shut down. Government, to a certain degree, is shut down too. <laughs> You see, thank God for the wisdom God is giving our, our leaders, but we, they need more. They need, they, that's why we have to stand in the gap. Do you understand what you're reading? Man said, now, how, how would I understand? 
I can read, but I don't understand. So it's not, that's why I keep saying this thing is not by in, in, you know, intelligence. This is not intellectual. The guy can read. It's not like he cannot read. He can read, but he does not understand. In understanding is what calls you to action. You cannot amen, take an action for something you don't understand. Philip began to under, un, explain to, to, to him. The next thing the man said, that's water there. What's stopping me from being baptized? Hallelujah. That's what we're talking about, friends. I'm saying prayer is a mystery. When you're a man of prayer, they will lead you to nations. Heaven will shift you. Heaven will play you, amen, like a chess. Great things will begin to, will begin to happen in our lives. When we start praying with the right sense, with the right value system, with the right understanding, with the right philosophy, amen. When we begin to pray knowing truly what, what God, amen, is demanding and requiring of us. Our prayer is no longer hijacked by our little environment, by our, our idea of culture and belief, by the economy. Some people, their prayer is defined by the economy of their community, of their nation. All their prayer is God. I want breakthrough, financial breakthrough. God said, look, I'm going to give you financial. Can you please just pray for that, uh, you know, uh, uh, nation there? I, I need you to pray for India. Pray, please, can you pray for China? But the guy, the man is captured by, you know, the environment, the environment. They're struggling. There's no food. There's no... <laughs> So when you allow the environment that you live in to define your sense of spirituality, you will not maximize your spiritual potential. Because people want to limit you. Sometimes you also want to limit yourself. They say, can anything good come out of Nazareth? The guy was born in Bethlehem, was born in the manger. How do, you, how do you give birth to a king in the manger? So if you allow the environment, amen, where you are birthed, where they define as the beginning of your ministry, of your life, if you allow that thing to stop you, to limit you, you will not penetrate the nations. There are people today listening to our teaching from different parts of the world. Imagine if I have to limit myself. If I have to allow the limitation that people want to throw at me, or they have thrown at me. Because God sent me to South Africa and brought me to a place. If I had to allow the limitation of men upon my life, that they place upon me to limit me, guess what? I'll be in one place now crying. <laughs> oh God, oh Lord, just give me. Then you also want to start a church. Then you're in competition. Then they kill you there. You've got to know how to, how to move and how to shift things by the Spirit. You're a world. The universe is in you. The nations are in you. There's no limits upon your life except the one God placed there or the one you allow. Listen to this. Even that which defines your limitation from God is to enhance your assignment. Because you can only define limitation from the context of God's purpose for your life. Oh, that's for somebody. Of course, that's my own life. You define limitation or success based on the context of God's assignment for your life. Not based on the environment. Not based on how people look at you. Not based on your gender. Say, because you're a woman. All right? Certain things you cannot do. 
What defines your limitation as a woman, amen, is your assignment from God. What defines your limitation or your capacity as a man is based on your assignment from him who called you. So if you don't know God, if you don't know, if you have not located, if you have not understand, amen, your purpose on earth, guess what? You will be limited or you will be going out of, amen, the boundaries of your assignment. And that will give the devil the opportunity, yes, to give you a good one. This is how we pray. You see, that's why we say prayer is a spiritual resource. When you know this thing, it gives you, it gives you strength. It gives you mobility in the earth. There's no limit in my life. We're penetrating nations. We're penetrating realms. We're penetrating dimensions. Because we understand what we represent and who we represent. This is the mystery. That God takes your spirit, hallelujah, and plunge it into atmospheres of nations and begin to change and begin to transform and begin to impact realms. God takes your spirit, hallelujah. They say, Philip, leave this point. I'm taking you to Gaza. That's prayer. From Gaza, they, they plunge into another reality, another realm. When God finds a people that can create a cloud, hallelujah, through their prayer, he sends the rain. Your place is to create cloud. So as I'm praying right now, we're create, creating cloud over this community of Franjuk and its environment. We're creating cloud over the Western Cape. We're creating cloud, hallelujah, over South Africa. We're creating cloud, amen, over Europe, over Asia, amen. We're creating cloud over the entire Africa. We're creating cloud. We're creating cloud. Every time you pray as an intercessor, you create cloud. The, the clouds are shaping, are forming, hallelujah. They say, go watch. They send the seven. It says, I've not seen the cloud. Yes. They say, go again, go again. Yes. The more you pray, you pray until you create enough cloud. We want to, we want to create spiritual density, hallelujah, in the atmosphere of our our lives of our community of our nation so that when god wants to respond he responds through rain hallelujah oh spirit of god i didn't have gone this far creating cl clouds Do you not know? Have you not heard that the Lord is the everlasting God? Is the eternal, eternal rock of all ages. So when this age is, when this age pass, the next age, you will still find him there. He's still God. Come, come 2050, he will still be Christ. He will still be, amen, on the throne. Whatever technology man, amen, has fashioned and has, has created for themselves. Whatever teleporting that will be happening, amen, we will still be there showing them that there's a better quality called Philip's transport. You appear here, you're there the next minute. From there, a day is going to come. People will literally see Isaiah Phillips preaching in America while he's here in South Africa. We're entering that realm. We're entering that day where there will be no limits. We'll believe God for Philip transport. People will see. Listen, we're entering the days of signs and wonders. Say, say, me and the children God has given to me are for signs and wonder. And those children, guess what? They are both biological and spiritual. Me and the children that God has given to me 
We are for signs and wonder to Israel. We're entering that day, friends. Grace will be given to us to do things that would dumbfound men. But all of that must first be established on a solid footing, amen, of a powerful governmental prayer life. Because in prayer, they will kill you and kill you again and kill you again. And make sure pride is dead. Make sure your flesh, your carnality, your ideology, all of that is dead. Yes, your life has become a smoke. <laughs> you can't fight it. Can you fight a smoke? You can't fight it. The smoke is like the air. It, in fact, when something is airborne, like this corona, I see this, they say it's airborne, but I don't think it's airborne. Because if it's airborne by now, all of us should be dead. <laughs> it's not airborne. It, it, it gets to be transmitted from people to people. But if it's airborne, it's in the air. The day where we're going to be fighting nitrogen bomb, that will be airborne. 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 You inhale. The air you breathe itself is polluted. God help us. See, that's why I'm saying we've got to take our prayer to the next level. We want to be prepared. In the day where they will be testing nitrogen bomb, we, this one they're testing biological, you know, <laughs> it's corona, they call it. Whatever the name they give. Listen to this. A day is going to be coming. They will be trying nitrogen bomb. They've tried it before. But may God, that's why we've got to pray that God will give us godly leaders. Who will have a sense of responsibility to defend the vulnerable, to defend the earth, to defend the people. Yes, we need righteous government. All right? I hope you understand that political government will never be perfect. The day where perfect government, amen, will reign in the earth will be the day where Jesus comes. But while we are here, the Bible says, amen, we must Keep hold. We must represent. We must continue to do what we need to do. That's why God has us as intercessors. We must continue to pray. We must continue to stand in the gap. Make sure that, amen, we allow our government in the place of prayer to do the right thing. To have good conscience, amen. To, to stand against injustice, amen. Not to allow their people to become guinea pigs. We have to pray. So the more we do that, the more we stay back the hand of the evil one. Whatever the plans of the enemy, we say it will not stand. No weapon formed or fashioned against the people of God will prosper. We have to take that posture and, and declare that in the spiritual air. Amen. And build, build a spiritual dome, dome of protection. We express the canopy of God upon the life of people. We express amen, the divine canopy of God. We form the cloud amen, of the spirit that will break every ungodly chemical in the, in the atmosphere. That as the rain of God begins to fall, whatever is there in, in the air, whatever has been airborne, whatever has been sent amen, in the air, as the rain of God falls upon the land, See, rain is not just given to us, amen, for, for production, for food production and food security. Rain is also there to neutralize the powers, the spiritual wickedness, amen, in the realm of the spirit. As the rain falls down, those things begin to get neutralized. Hallelujah. What a day, friends. What a time to pray. What a position, what a call. Hallelujah. 
What a call to pray. What a time to pray to seek the face of God. I want to encourage you this morning as I round up this morning. We need to rise up. We need to pray. We need to seek the face of God. You who make mention of the Lord, give yourself no rest. Give him no rest. But do this, amen, in the context of the purity of heart. Make sure you're not praying, amen, with the wrong belief system. Make sure you're not praying in fear, in doubt. Make sure you're not praying with the wrong agenda. Make sure that your prayer, hallelujah, is connected to the heart of God. Make sure that your prayer, amen, is connected, amen, to the desires of God. Make sure that you're not seeking to be known, to be popular in the place of prayer. Because those are the things that neutralizes your prayer. Make sure that when you stand in the gap, you have a heart of compassion. Mix with passion. Make sure that your heart, amen, is feeling the pain of the people. Make sure that your spirit, hallelujah, just wants to see healing in the land. And let God do the rest. If you do your part, he will, he will fulfill his own part. If you stand in the gap, he will come down. If you build the altar, the fire will fall. Come on. Lord, we thank you. Yes. Once again, we see that you've raised the standard again this morning. You've highlighted things that we have to check. We have to look into in our lives. That can be of hindrance. That can be a blockage to our prayer. We don't want to pray benchmarked by where we are. By what we see from where we are. No. We don't want to pray limited, oh God, by the environment that shaped how we grew up, by the religious traditions, by the economic challenges, even by the prosperity of our environment. We don't want to be captured, Lord, by our own self-limitation or by our mind limitation or by how people define us. No, Father, we want to pray because we have this identity in you we want to pray because we have become one in you and one with you we want to pray because your word has become the very foundation the very footing yes of our life we want to pray and we got to pray because yes your directions and your directive has become what gives us yes instruction in how to pray we want to pray because your kingdom hallelujah has fine expression in our life we want to pray because it is the right thing to do to stand in the gap we want to pray because you say you sought for a man and we're presenting ourselves as that man yes lord the man there is a spirit man it's not a gender so we thank you for men and women right now taking their place on the wall thank you father for yes this regiment of the spirit thank you father for this garrison that we are building thank you father for this wall this tower that we're establishing today in the place of prayer we declare in jesus name lord that as we pray oh god that your spirit will continue to empower us your spirit will continue to enable us you will continue to give us oh god the grace to break through in the spirit realm lord to break barriers to break limitation to go forth in the power of your spirit this morning we thank you for what you're doing right now we are forming clouds in the heavens uh, over our realm over our nation over our city we thank you spirit of god right now that we are forming cloud 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 uh, cloud the clouds are gathering you said in the name of jesus that we are surrounded by a great 
great cloud of witnesses. We thank you, Lord, that we are not fainting. You say you give power to the faint. Thank you, Lord, that you're giving us power. Thank you, Lord, that you're giving us power. Thank you, Lord, that you're giving us understanding. Lord, your word declares. He says, do you not heard? Do you not know? Have you not heard that the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth? He never grows faint nor weary. Hallelujah. His understanding is beyond searching. He gives power to the faint. He increases the strength of the weak. Even though the, the youths, the young men, the young women may faint and grow weary. Men may stumble and fall. But Father, we who put our hope and our trust in you, we take our stand and our posture. In this brand new day, we thank you, O oh God, for the grace to be called of you. It's not by might. Our boss is the fact that you found us worthy. That you call us to be among the living. That is where we boast from. And it's from this point, oh God, that we can pray. Because we know, Lord, it is an honor to be called. To be chosen. So we thank you for changes taking place across the continent. Thank you for people being awakened to light. To truth. Thank you, Father, for knowledge and wisdom. That is building this house. Thank you spirit of God. That wisdom is building this house. We are being established. This day oh God. Yes on the, on the foundation. Of your eternal prophetic intention. We declare come Lord Jesus. Have your way. The spirit and the bride says come. Come Lord. Rule and reign over the affairs of men. Take your place. We crown you king over this nation. Over this land. We crown you king oh God. Over the United States of America. We crown you king. Yes. Over the United Kingdom. Yes. We crown you king oh God. Over Europe. Over France. We crown you king. Over Germany. Over Belgium. We crown you king. Yes Lord. Uh, over Finland. We crown you king. Yes Lord. Uh, we crown you king. We crown you Lord oh God. Over Brazil. We thank you for what you're doing in Brazil. We thank you for what you're doing in Argentina. We crown, we crown you king over Peru. We crown you king in the name of Jesus over Venezuela. In the name of Jesus, we crown you king, Lord of glory. Have your way. Take your place. We crown you king over, yes, the Caribbeans. We crown you king over Haiti. We crown you king in the name of Jesus over India. We crown you king over North Korea. We crown you king over China. We crown you king, yes, over Taiwan. We crown you king over the Philistine, the, the, the Philistine, we crown you king right now, Lord. Over Italy, we crown you king, king, oh God. Over Greece, we crown you king. Over Norway, all the land of the Scandinavians, we crown you king there. We destroy that spirit of humanism. We pull down that spirit of, of the worship of self. Of worship of material things we crown you king over Russia we crown you Lord we crown you king this morning we crown you king take your place over Ghana over Cameroon over Liberia we crown you king oh God over Ivory Coast over Niger yes over the Sahel we crown you king Yes, Lord. Over Sudan, we crown you king. Over Egypt, we crown you king. Right now, we crown you king. Over Syria, we crown you king. King of the nations. We pray, we intercede. We form cloud, oh God. Yes, yes, yes. Over Libya, 
We declare, let the war cease in the name of Jesus. In the name of Yeshua, we crown you king, Lord. Yes, over Israel, we crown you king over Palestine. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, what man cannot do, you can do. We crown you king over Palestine. In the name of Jesus, we declare, Lord, as you die for the Jew, yes, Lord, you die, yes, for the Palestinians, you die for the Muslims, you die, oh God, for the for the Hindus, you die, oh God, yes, oh God, for the Hare Krishna, you die, oh God, for the Confucius people, you die, you're the God who died for the world. We thank you right now for the harvest of souls. We prepare the church, oh God. We declare church, let your net be recalibrated. Let your net be recalibrated for the day of harvest has come. Therefore, we pray this day that you will have the right system, the right heart, the right compassion in the name of Jesus. Those who have been cast away are returning back home. Lord, we thank you for the restoration of men and women, for the reconciliation, particularly within the body of Christ. Those that have been driven away, those that have been abused by bad, long, godly leadership. Father, as they come, Father, give us men and women oh God, whose heart, oh God, yes, Lord, will become compassionate, will become hearts of love, hearts of truth that will feed your people with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding that will not manipulate and intimidate and control. We break the spirit of control in the name of Jesus. Illegitimate leadership. We break your hold. We declare Jesus is Lord over his church. He's reigning as king over his people. We thank you, Lord, those who have been scared away from their calling and their assignment and their gifted. Father, we draw them near to you. We draw them back to you, to your love. We pull them back to your household, to your, to your household. We bring them back, Lord. The household is not a church that man build. Let them connect, O oh God, to the true house, to the true house. We are the house of God. Connect us to, to people who are searching, who are longing, who wants to be free. From traditions of men. Yes. We break the hold of lies. Yes. That have been that have been infested into the minds of these people. People who have who have seen themselves that they cannot do without certain people, certain gods in the house. We break the soul tie. We break the umbilical yoke in the name of Jesus. We declare this day. Let there be a turning away and a turning to. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father, for a brand new day. We glorify you. Hallelujah. What a time like this. Father, I thank you for every listener, every viewer of this broadcast this morning. I pray for them. I pray, Lord, that what you have begun to do in their life, the shift that you have brought into their life this morning, or tonight, wherever they're watching from, I pray, oh God, that you will perfect that work as they allow you, oh God, to go deep. The deep can only call to the deep. Thank you, Father, that as you continue to dig the well, Lord, that they will allow you to go beyond that which looks polluted now until you reach that fresh water. The deep calls to the deep. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, O God. Thank you, O God. 
Thank you for what you have begun to do in their lives. Thank you, Father, for, yes, the grace to embrace truth. Not to buckle down, not to collapse under truth. Truth is heavy. When the weight of truth falls on us, may they stand, O oh God, and receive change that will make them to stand and challenge the bears, the lions, the Goliaths, the powers of darkness represented by the spirit of Nebuchadnezzar, by the spirit of Babel, by the spirit of Jezebel. We honor you this day. Hallelujah. We honor you, Father, for a quickening of their spirit man. Thank you, Lord, that you are making them warriors and yet builders at the same time. Thank you, Lord, for the grace to war and to build at the same time. Capacity, a dual capacity, warriors and builders. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for breakthrough in their life. Grace, breakthrough, grace, breakthrough in their homes, in their family. We honor you, God. Thank you, Lord, for the earth is yours and the fullness thereof. And of course, the people will dwell in it. We see the knowledge of your glory once again covering the earth as the water covers the sea. Thank you for answering our prayer this morning. We honor you. Hallelujah. We celebrate the victory God has given to us this day. Yes, prayer is a mystery. But that mystery has been unveiled to us. Christ in us, the hope of glory. Well, I want to thank you everyone this morning once again for joining me to pray, to break through into cities, into nations. Once again, we've been able to release things into our lives, into our homes, family, community, society, and of course, into our nation, into this generation. We will continue to pray. The word is, as long as we can continue to form clouds over us, our environment, the rain of God will fall. That's, that's a word of hope for us, friends. So thank you once again, everyone, for connecting with us this morning. Thank you so much, Brother Mervis, for joining this morning. Thank you, my dear sister Tina. Thank you, my wife, for joining. Thank you, Sister Dioni. Thank you, Brother Derek, for joining this morning. Thank you, Apostle Ray. Thank you, sir, for connecting with us. And my dear brother, Giwa, thank you, sir, for connecting with me this morning. And for those who are watching or who are listening or who will be listening, I discovered that a lot of people listening to the audio want to thank God for our listeners in america appreciate some of you all of you of course i really want to thank god for your lives thank you for connecting thank you for listening to this broadcast i was so uh, you know outstanding yesterday when i saw the number of people listening to our our, our podcast you know from us alone it's it's amazing so thank you guys i really appreciate it we'll continue to pray for you guys just know uh, that you can connect with me if you need to send me a message please uh, uh do that you're more than free to send me a message all right i'm speaking to in our listeners from america you can do that please send me give me an inbox all right or you can send me a message even through twitter whatever all right you do that 
All right. Thank you so much, everyone. We appreciate you. We'll continue to pray. We'll continue to stand. We'll continue to press on. Amen. The Lord God Almighty will show forth his glory in this season. Let's continue to pray. It's not over yet. In fact, this is just the beginning of a glorious day. So thank you all. God bless you. Enjoy the rest of your day. See you uh, hopefully later or else enjoy your Saturday. God bless you. Bye-bye.